0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Maybe Next Year, a podcast that just be a team. So we we beat all the other podcasts so bad they don't even have names anymore. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. And uh, yes, uh, nameless, nameless. What's the name of that Nirvana song that was like the untitled Nameless Endless? That was it. Name was at the end of the Nevermind CD, and I had the Nevermind cassette to start, Um, so I hadn't heard that for a long until. Much later, when I ended up getting the the CD, um, but they had this weird jam. It's called Nameless Endless, and we're all about like,
1: the deep cuts on this podcast. For those yeah, moments. yeah, so it's mainly like Bills news with a little bit of deep cuts mixed in.
0: Yes, just like just like this damn stupid intro I tried to to, to wrangle together. Um, but I'll tell you what was crisp and concise and to the point was Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills as they as they stormed the Washington football team for a 43 to 21 victory. Um, In many ways, not as close as that score makes it sound, which doesn't make it sound very close at all. Um, You know, They jump out to a 21 point lead. I think we can agree that Washington had two excellent plays in the first half, or two lucky slash excellent plays that resulted in 14 points. And then it was pretty much all over, but the crying as Buffalo kind of just continued to pour on the points. Um, into in the second quarter and and really through the second half, uh, this, the biggest story, of course, the return to form of Josh Allen, which uh, you know, 32 of 43 for 358 yards, four touchdowns, and another one rushing. The FedEx Air Player of the Week already, uh, you know, 129.8 QB rating. And I did the math, but Sal Capaccio also said said the same thing. He brought his average up from 56% to 63% completions on the seasons, which um it's actually a pretty sizable jump, given that it's you know, um, it's only we're only on game three here, so uh, it really it's a light of a game from top to bottom. There was about ten minutes in the middle when it was like a little itchy, but not even really. Let's go to Paul first. Paul, you go ahead. Give us your thoughts on the game. Uh, let us let you know, and I think everyone should have a turn talking about Alan. But don't feel don't feel uh, like you have to confine yourself to Alan talk.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll start off with the defense, actually, because we were talking about that, and you're talking about Sal Capaccio-related statistics, and another one he did is how the Bills' defense is fifth in yards per play allowed this year in the NFL, and in fact, they only dropped from fourth last week, and I say only dropped from fourth because they gave up a single play that was 73 yards long, and when you do that and you're still top five in the league after three weeks in yards per play, that speaks well to what your defense is doing. Matt Milano, looking like every every dime of that contract seems worth it to this point. He was, again, all over the field. There was a fourth and one QB sneak with Taylor Heineke where he tried to bounce it out when he couldn't get anything up the middle. And Matt Milano said, I don't think so. That is not going to happen, and you are going to be thrown backwards. There was, I thought, an excellent job. Up front, really, in in all regards, not so much with the pressure this week. They weren't bringing it a ton. At least they weren't able to generate as much with four men as they could in the past. But I think they definitely were they were very gap sound this week. There weren't any big rushing plays. They did get close to Heineke on a couple occasions, and those couple occasions directly led to interceptions, which was was great to see. A little interesting defensive strategy change. Normally, the Bills are heavy in zone. They had Trey White following around Washington's top receiver the whole time, so that was something new. So I did want to shout out the defense to start because they have been so excellent, and yet we rarely talk about them. But, of course, the big news is going to be Josh. This was the, that first game where it felt like, okay, this is the standard that we come to expect now. This is This is what we need to see. I didn't think his protection was particularly – Great this week. I know the zero sacks shows otherwise, and the fact that it, but he was in it and he was not nearly as harassed as he was against Pittsburgh, but he was flushed out of the pocket a lot more than he was against Miami the previous week. He made the most of those plays. He delivered, I think I saw five five completions were ones that were under 50% when he threw it. Two of those were under 30% odds to be completed when he threw it. And yet he continued to find. The spots, both touchdowns to Sanders were beautiful throws, very difficult throws to make, and yet he he made it look look easy. Uh, otherwise, on offense, it was good to see Cole Beasley more involved. It was good to see them spread the ball around on offense. They had in the third quarter it looked like they were going to have three receivers hit 100 yards passing. Of course, they had they ended up with zero because they just kind of sleptwalked through the end of the game. Which, when you're up. You know, forty-three to fourteen as they were most of that second half, or much of that second half. You you can do that. So all in all, great all-around effort, and this was a a relaxing, enjoyable game to watch to the degree that I was actually flipping to other games, uh, like the last five or six minutes of
0: this one. <laughs> yeah, we got to get to some of those. I'm gonna kick it over to Scott in a second, but I just thought I would put a, a pin, or sorry, a bow on a couple of your your ideas. I mean, Alan, you're right. He was he was moved around a lot, but he was only knocked down even once. He was yep. so. You know, they, they really had a handle on what guys like uh, Chase Young were going to do. Uh, I mean, I, certainly the D.C. radio shows that I listened to this week, people were very frustrated with them. And I think that a lot of it boils down to they exploited Young's um, youth, if you will. Like he, he was sort of like a just a sprint guy and they kept sending him up the field and Allen would step into it. And I think that they did find some of the passes that um, they hadn't been finding before. I you know, I think that. I want to talk more about the Emmanuel Sanders catch in a minute, but let's turn it over to Scott. Scott, what did you think of the defense or the offense or Allen? Um, give us your yeah. take from a thousand million miles away.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. Um, I think uh, to touch on the defense, I think this was a different kind of defensive effort than we've seen in the past. I think the last week or two has been mostly about the defensive line getting in the opposing quarterbacks faced and, um based on the strength in general of the washington offensive line as well as heineke's you know kind of clear mobility as a potential you know as a, as a scrambler like that the line was probably trying to do more contained stuff and less uh you know just straight rushing which is going to slow them down but the good news was is that the secondary which you know we've always thought you know is has three really pretty great players and you know one player who is usually inconsistent whether it's Wallace or Dane Jackson or Josh Norman or you know uh Kevin
1: Johnson,
2: Philip Gaines, yeah.
1: EJ Gaines, exactly.
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Vonte Davis for yeah, yes. two games. Um you know, those are the, <laughs> the, pl- the the platonic
0: ideal of inconsistent in that he was there for one half and then
2: not <laughs> there for the Could not be have more been more inconsistent. Um the, yeah, I mean, it was basically, yeah, so the secondary did a great job altogether, basically. I, I think I think that's the thing that I wanted to, to focus on was really uh, plastering the receivers, obviously doing a great job. You know, they could have had probably two more interceptions um, based on how Heineke was throwing the ball, and they got hands on some. So really a great, great game from the secondary. Um, getting over to the offense, I think the other thing that I wanted to point out, I think, yeah, I mean, I think they had, the in general, Obviously, Allen played better. That's that's clear. He had more confidence. He knew where he was going with the ball. He was decisive. He was his his fundamentals had kind of recovered. I think we you know kind of saw and people had pointed out that in, in general, especially on the athletic they had pointed out that, um, you know, it was really Josh's fundamentals that were getting off, at least in the second game, in the first game, um, in terms of throwing off balance and off platform. He was clearly much more uh, well put together in terms of his fundamentals this week, which helped. But I think a lot of it goes to Dable as well. I think part of the confidence comes from knowing what the defense is going to do to you. You see it coming. You practice it and you game plan it during the week, and then you you know how to take advantage of it. And I think it was a great game plan from Dable. A lot of the quick passes, a lot of the sideways movement, um, expanding the whole field, but not giving up on the downfield stuff either, and making sure that's still a part of the offense and and having those well drawn up. I think it was. I texted the guys during the game. It was like you know this is all well and good but where was this against pittsburgh just the the, the <laughs> offense looked completely more dynamic um some of that is also the run game still doing its job of providing at least the threat and the occasional kind of you know play that gets 8 or 9 or or 10 yards maybe that that makes the defense have to kind of just respect it enough to give the play action a little more bite let the run let the offensive line kind of take a breather from the constant pass protect, keep the defensive line off balance. Um, those are all, you know, that's part of the offense as well. as part of the game plan. And I think Dable gets a lot of credit for that. Obviously, Dable coming off the death of his grandmother, I guess, which people had not really known going into the game. But obviously, the players were all fired up for that. I think, obviously, you know, that sometimes those things can kind of rally a team. Obviously, it's sad that it happened um, and it doesn't make up for it. But, you know, hopefully the, the team sees how they can play now with all the pieces of the team coming together, if the defense is playing as well as they are, I was reading one article that said um, they are number one in expected points allowed um, per play on defense right now in the league. So if we had that defense with this 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 offense scoring forty points a game, like is, is good. That's that's good. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm I'm trying to use that
0: giant
1: vocabulary, Scott. That was the perfect word. Good. I think that I I think
2: Scott wanted
0: to say something like, you know, who's going to beat him? You know, like, I think like it's I think that's what he sort of pulled himself back from the from the. I I, I didn't
2: have a conclusion to that thought. But yes, I think that is the (laughs) point, especially given what's going on in the league right now. Like you see a lot of flawed teams. And if you want to point to the Bills flaws, maybe you could say that they're inconsistent, you know, week to week because they played you know they played one
0: consistency yep
2: one one week that wasn't really that great another week that was maybe a little bit better but still not full form and this week where yeah like we took a decent team and we blew the doors off of them so um uh, yeah if we're consistently like this then yeah i, I like our chances against anybody and i, I think we'd say that last year but even more so this year with how well the defense is playing
0: yes let me uh, so let me uh, a couple thoughts before before we turn it over to three stars and final thoughts on the game. I, I think one of the things I want to say about Alan is that this is not the first and and hopefully won't be the last time that he takes a bad outing. Kind of personal, it seems, if I could put some psychology on him from afar and and drastically improves the next game. Now, um, it, and I think that you can see that um, in, in one way. I think the fundamentals are the way to see that he was stepping into his throws. There was zip on the ball. Um, I think some of the difference stuff between week one and week three, I don't know if I want to call it rust or, or communication, but like, you know, he misses Sanders on the, on the deep throw in the first game and finds him twice in the third game. And I think that there's probably some chemistry building happening, just getting, you know, getting, getting yourself, situated on the team a bit more. and Who knows why it wasn't there in week one, but I think that's some of the difference. I think one of the things to be cautious of, especially when lauding the defense, you of course can only play the teams that are in front of you, but I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, these three teams are near the bottom, if not at the bottom for offense. Um, You know, none of these teams are very good offensively, and in fact there's a good chance that some of them will end up being you know, considered atrocious. Um, and, and that doesn't change next week against the Texans. It's one of the few reasons that I'm I'm sort of looking. We'll, we'll talk more about it maybe when we talk about the Houston game. You know, Tyrod Taylor, at least as we know, is a competent, probably good quarterback. Like, you know, he's okay. He's, he's certainly not going to make a lot of mistakes. And to my idea, it would have been a nice step up heading into Chiefs and um, Titans. Titans. Yeah. Right, because that is a big step up. Now it's, it doesn't change the fact that the, the, the you can only play the teams on, on, on your schedule and don't worry, a lot of the teams on this schedule are pretty fucking awful. Um, so there's a lot of wins left to be had, even if those two games don't go well and we don't have to go there yet. But I think that one of the things would be will be, you know, we'll have to see, you know, I, I don't expect them to shut out the Chiefs or the Titans, but I do wanna see if they can frustrate them make them turn the ball over and keep the Bills offense in the game. And if, if that complementary football um, can be played against, you know, one of the other expected to be good football teams, although we will talk about the fact how that they don't, not yet lining up with their expectations. Um, so I see, I touched on the defense. Um, I, I, the offense was um, very good. I, I think the last thing I want to say as a person who's, I lost a lot of my disdain for the Washington football team from when I first moved here. I, I don't find them nearly as offensive as as uh, as as I did when I first got here because I don't know they've just sort of been beaten into the ground um, for a while. And I look at a guy like Taylor Taylor uh, Hennicky, and I, I was I was in, his stat line was terrible, and it was padded by one seventy five yard screen completion. I get this, but he did a lot of things in the game that you say I said to myself like if he had. A weapon or two um he might have been kind of dangerous and he clearly got overwhelmed by the whole thing but he was able to you know the bills only got one sack on him he was able to extend plays including that that screenplay so i was sort of i was more impressed with him than i think i will be with davis webb or whoever is the texans guy like i was pretty impressed with, with heineke um and You've
1: traded Davis Webb to the Texans, Frank. That is not yeah. cool. He is no, a valuable right. practice not squad David. quarterback. Not I don't David. know what his name is either. I keep calling him it's Miles Davis. I think it might be Davis Mills, but let's call him Miles like Davis. Davis Mills.
0: I, I think it's David Mills. Yeah. It's not David, it's Davis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: Um, well, Paul, I'm opening up I'm opening up an envelope that I wrote on Sunday. All right. Mm-hmm. And inside this envelope it said, Frank's <laughs> going to love Taylor Heineke because it reminds him of the way Ryan Fitzpatrick used to act like an asshole and throw the ball around <laughs> in the just because he was trying to get some yards down the field. That's what I wrote on Sunday. I just opened that up. All right. I opened. I, hold on. I'm going to open this envelope
0: right here. Hold on. There go. I'm opening an envelope. It says, shut up, Scott. <laughs> if John uh,
1: Cena is all about ruthless aggression, Frank is all about reckless aggression.
0: That is, Let's, that is,
1: that is the Frank template for a quarterback I, play.
0: You know, there's just, there, there have been so many years of the, of the, um, uh, captain checkdown on the bills that I just, I appreciate a guy who's trying, what can I say? So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll leave it there. I don't think he's going to amount to being a very good quarterback, but I, like I, I saw something in there that I was like, Oh, I can, I get it. Um, anyway, certainly he, 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 he you know, ultimately like on a, on a neutral scale, played very terrible. Um, but you know, he was no Nathan Peterman, so that's a step up. Uh, I think we should go to three stars. Uh, and any any final thoughts we have on the on the game can be expressed therein. Uh, and then we'll keep we'll keep the show moving. So Scott, take us away. You can whenever you want, Scott. Hey, no, Scott. Scott's on mute, so I he's should, almost. I like, should talk. Yes. I should talk. Yeah. About right. You. I have a I have an envelope here where I said Scott would start three stars
2: on. Mute. Ooh, that touched the nerve there, Paul. I touched the nerve. <laughs> um, so yeah, let me get out my honorable mentions list. Uh, Just
1: open the envelope. Yeah, there we go.
2: Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, we're starting with Dawson Knox with a right. with a a rare uh, you know again when he shows up, boy it's it's fun sure. and he catches a <laughs> rocket. In the end zone, and it's a touchdown, and that was nice to see. Ends up with the uh, no drops, no official drops in the regular season thus far for Dawson Knox. Just, by just the, by in- the time
1: we get Ertz, he's going to be backing up Knox. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, uh, Dawson ends up with four catches for 49 yards and the touchdown. Uh, I will then go to Matt Milano, who had the the fumble recovery as well as the six tackles and the two two for loss, one pass affection and a QB hit. Uh, the big the big stuff on fourth down, which was pretty awesome. Um, obviously, everyone very fired up for that that play. That was pretty sweet. Uh, Zach Moss, uh, the, again, like riding the hot hand at running back seems to be working for now. 13 carries, 60 yards, but obviously had the other two, the three uh, catches for 31 yards and the touchdown. Running hard, and the other thing that that's doing is it's giving us a nice option in the red zone. I think we may be going to them on the red zone a little too much. But it's nice to have the big back in the red zone to, to have that be an option on the field. Um, we got Jordan Poyer with two tackles and an interception. We got uh, Cole Beasley with the quietest 11 catches and 98 yards you're going to see. Um, not that they weren't important and good, it's just that you know it was him kind of making up for lost time a little bit uh, with with not being super productive the last couple weeks, but hundred um, percent, really just locked in right now, um, and, and on the same page with Alan. So that was nice to see. Um, those are our honorable mentions. I thought about giving one to Heineke, but I said, nah, screw it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to yeah. get Frank Scott a little
2: more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. Um, so uh, third star goes to Emmanuel Sanders. Five catches, ninety-four yards. The oh, two come, 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 Emmanuel. It's, uh, welcome,
0: it's, to the, welcome to the star chart. This is his yeah, first
2: appearance. Yeah, 100%. And, and yeah, we were all a little worried, maybe, after the first two weeks. <laughs> little experiment was going to work out with Emmanuel Sanders. Because I was a big Smoke Brown fan. I liked Smoke Brown. Obviously, we were sad that he got dinged. But I think we all saw that when he was on the field, like this was a really dynamic offense. And Sanders had a bit of a billing to live up to with, with Sanders there. Uh, or excuse me, with Brown gone, um, and and he's on the field a lot. He's the number two guy. It's not Gabe Davis. I was I. There were some whispers in this old brain that uh, you know maybe Gabe Davis needs to be getting on the field a little more than Emmanuel Sanders because Davis has always had a good chemistry with Allen. But Sanders was definitely here to play this week with the uh, the five catches, 94 yards, the two touchdowns on six targets. Um, second star goes to the great Micah Hyde uh, representing the Bills secondary, who as I said before had a great. Overall performance, Hyde obviously with the uh, the five tackles, uh, including one for a TFL, and the the two pass deflections, including the interception. I think he probably could have had at least one more. All over the field, um, you know, absolutely a guy built for this kind of game where the Bills are up front early, and then they got to kind of find a way to get past him on the back end. Um, it was really fun to watch him, you know, play all really the, the whole secondary on Sunday, but it's such uh, a that, that does leave the the first star for obviously Josh Allen, 32 of 43, 358 yards. It's kind of weird saying this. Four touchdowns, um, QBR 83.8, again, out of a scale of 100. And then obviously the four, uh, the four carries with nine yards and a touchdown. So five touchdowns on the day, a good day at the office for for Mr. Mm. Allen. Um get out your it's Josh Allen. Hard to ask numbers. for more. Yeah, exactly. He was he was he was a beast on Sunday and it was um it's fun to watch it. I mean it's it's you know nothing more to say than that. Those are your three stars.
0: Yeah, he was um it was a bad day for the, the Josh Allen can't play in front of a crowd crowd. Um and, and Cody then, Ford
1: really tried to make it tough for him by giving up twelve rushes to Darren Payne, but you know, good good hey, job, but, Josh.
0: You got to keep it. You got to keep it moving. You know, <laughs> I had a stat on from Joe Marino uh, that I sent to Paul about Dawson Knox. And since we probably won't talk about him anymore after this, I'll I'll get it in now. In the last 12 games, including the playoffs, Dawson Knox has seven touchdown catches, a reception percentage of 74 percent. And Josh Allen has one hundred and thirty three point seven five passer rating. Knox's drop rate over that stretch is only four percent. Um and that would have gotten maybe a little better. I forget if that was after or before the game. I think it was after the game. So you know, there's a little bit of that narrative that we're. I think we're always going to joke about him dropping the ball. Hopefully, it'll just be jokes from now on. Um, but you know, that's going to stick to him. But maybe, maybe he's turning the corner on some on some level on some of that stuff. So we'll have to see. Um, we continue the wonderful, wonderful. Uh, parade of the NFL by going around the league. Um, we're going to start with the AFC East, which is the, my my question to you. If Paul, you drink, this is a good time to start. This is if, especially if you don't root for one of these teams. Uh, one of the uh, the only one team in in this division. Anyway, Paul, is the, is the division race over? Uh, it, I mean, it's... I mean, I mean. Obviously, mathematically, it's not. But would you would you be comfortable putting like let's say. I don't know the mortgage of the house on the Bills winning the AFC at this AC East at this point.
1: I would, I would definitely, I would love. We've got 13 years left on the mort, over 13 years left on the mortgage in the Richmond house, so it would be great to just wipe that out. And I think this would be a a fairly safe bet to do so. Give credit to Miami; they looked good against a Raiders team that has looked great this season for the for the most part, and they they had that, but they also let that game go. They had it under control and. Then they, they did some, some really stupid things like, hey, let's throw a wide receiver screen in the end zone and not block for him. So he's immediately tackled for a safety. And that just started that in the wrong direction. But you look at the other two teams, even if the quarterbacks, the young, the, the first year rookie quarterbacks of those teams start to develop as the season goes on, which really there's no reason to think they wouldn't other than uh, that one of them plays for the Jets. Which historically they just don't develop any quarterbacks.
0: That's just the case, yeah,
1: yeah, right. Uh, but Mac Jones, I think, has a has a you know at least a, a guy who's coached good quarterbacks for with obviously Brady, of course, but also Blood. So before that, had some success under Belichick. So you know, I expect them to develop, but I think the gap is just there's there's defensive issues with those teams. Uh even the Patriots who were better under check in 2019 on defense really kind of struggled last year. The players they've gotten back seem like they're a step slower than the year before. So I would put a not insubstantial amount of money on the bills winning the AFC East, but I think I'd have to put down like $5,000 to make $200 or something like that. So probably not worth it.
2: Yeah, I think it's obviously not a great, uh, it's, I'm not willing to put the mortgage on the house on it. Obviously I think the Bills are the favorite. I think the Dolphins I think that that's the thing. The Dolphins were frisky. They were they were in the game. I just don't know that Viola is gonna come in and really do any better than percent did. And their defense is not really holding up to the to the scrutiny that they're supposed to be um, that, you know, that they that they need to perform at to get them into the win column. The Jets are out of it, and I think the Pats, you know, are they gonna hang around? Sure, they'll hang around. They're 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 too too well coached of a team to, to not to just kind of go away into the night. And I think Jones will get better as the year goes on. Um, so I think the, the thing that concerns me is just with the Bills is, you know, maybe it's an inconsistency. Maybe we haven't played, you know, probably the better teams on our schedule yet, as Frank's been pointing out. So we'll have to see how they kind of come together. If we got a couple, you know, talk to me you know, obviously in two or three weeks the division we the division could be pretty much over. Um, I, I don't think we're too far away from that. Yeah, I, you know,
0: Scott, I was going to give you a a waiver on the bet that if something like happened to Josh Allen, you'd get your money back. So I don't know if that would change your mind, but um, I think they, I think you know, you're probably right not to put the money down yet. But I can't, I can't really honestly foresee um, if I if it was like a situation where someone said you can bet the Bills to win the division or you can bet the field to win the di- the the division. You know, I think I am clearly taking the bills if I'm, if I'm forced into one of those. One um, they- This is probably a
1: similar discussion to what they had on Patriots podcast for most of the last 20 years. yeah right. Being like, are we, probably- are we done yet officially? Or
0: we got to wait a little right. bit? Right. And, you know, and I'm sure like five weeks, six or seven, there'll be some game with Miami or New England where the commentators are saying, well, they, they really need this one if they want to keep pace with the bills. And maybe they can kind of sneak out oh you know I'm hopeful that that's kind of the the general direction that we are headed here with the AFC but to to my mind and and I think Paul's mind because he built the agenda um I'm ready to talk about the the conference um because the Pittsburgh Steelers the only loss for the Bills thus far they are one and two and you know frankly they could be oh and three if not for a to be blunt, like a special teams touchdown. Like, I mean, that might be the difference yeah. in that game uh, at the time because the offense certainly wasn't doing anything for Pittsburgh and, and Buffalo might have farted their way into a win if they don't give up the, the special teams touchdown. Um, Kansas City, Kansas City, weirdly, about – they're one, one – they're two plays away from being 3-0 and and they're two plays away from being 0-3 because yeah, – they're one play away from being 0-3 because – you know they they get a muff punt um or a punt snatching themselves in week yeah one the Cleveland that's game that's right game against Cleveland um they're one and two so the the two the team that beat you and the and the presumptive front runner both one and two um Baltimore Baltimore seems to have every week it's like no that that's too morbid I had an idea I was gonna, I'm not I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Boom! It's never Baltimore. too morbid, Frank. It's, it's definitely never. too morbid. But um, I'll tell you after. If you're a Patreon, go to the special feed, and we'll we'll, we'll tell you what my terrible morbid idea was. But um, they're kind of the Walking Dead because every week it's like, oh, these fifteen guys are hurt, and then they go out and they squeak out a win. Um, and, and thankfully, Paul had alerted me to. I had switched over to Lions Baltimore because. Uh, the practice squad kicker was going to make a kick for the lions. And this guy looked like he was going to throw up in his helmet uh, and he makes it. And then Justin Tucker hits it 65.999999 yards and hits the crossbar and goes through uh, to break a record to win. Um, Las Vegas, you know, Miami happened. Denver is undefeated. It's a very topsy turvy division. Paul, I mean, I, you certainly watched a lot of the late games. What do you, what do you think of the conference? And are you comfortable saying Buffalo is the team to beat now? Because really, they have the best record left amongst the front runners. Um, feel free to pick a different team, but yeah. I, I don't know that I, I don't know that anybody here is ready to anoint Las Vegas or Denver. I think we're just waiting for them to play each other and some other teams.
1: Right. I think that. I think that AFC West is going to make things interesting as to whether or not the Bills are the best team in the conference. I have by far far from lost faith in Kansas city. I remember the Patriots getting out of the gate kind of slow a few seasons where maybe they start two and two or whatever. And as you noted, Frank, they were really two plays away from being three and Oh, of course, also one play away from being Oh, and three. So I think they, they write the ship, they get their act together. Mahomes isn't going to make dumb decisions like he has each of the past two weeks. He's not going to make those every week. Their defense is going to be a problem. I think this year, I still though, uh, I think they they're probably the team to beat at this point. The West does concern me a little bit more. I'm glad we played that division last season and not this season. Uh, you could be looking at, you know, plausibly three to four playoff teams coming out of that division. I think the odds that both the Broncos and the Raiders will, you know, keep this up and go, you know, 15 and two with our losses to each other. Uh, extraordinarily unlikely one of them's bound to stumble but i don't think both stumble and you look at uh, the chargers going on the road to beat kansas city i don't think there's any reason to think they won't get better so i think kansas city is gonna have a lot different competition than the bills i think this could help the bills say get the one c because the bill's schedule does not look as challenging at this point of course things can change as the season goes on but you never know. I think the fall of Pittsburgh has been not something I expected. It really made you realize how great TJ Watt is and how the, you know, the teams are affected by him. I think the Bills probably put some stuff on film uh, that have helped the, the two opponents since then, the, the Raiders and the Bengals, uh, you know, find some stuff out about how to beat Pittsburgh. So I think they're in trouble. But I still think, I think Kansas City still probably the team to beat right now. But I think with th- what they have to navigate in the West, I think if, you're a betting person it might be a good idea to put money on the bills uh at this point to have the one seed all right
2: yeah i mean that's the thing is the one seed's really the thing i don't know that um you know obviously i think we're still gonna probably have to play kansas city at the end of the season i think that's gonna happen whether it's in a division game hopefully it's in buffalo um we're gonna have to probably you know we're gonna have to be good teams to get to the to get to to the super bowl that's gonna have to happen um but i'm pleased that it looks like you know things that Kansas City is doing are not working you know their defense looks like it's really not that good at all and obviously the Bills had a lot of problems really moving the ball on offense against the Kansas City defense last year so if their defense has taken a step back and maybe our defense is a little better maybe we got a you know a better shot in that game especially if it's at home um everybody else obviously yeah i mean the Chargers are a little concerning they got a lot of talent um, they've got some good players on defense with uh, with Bosa, but it's not—I think that's who it is. Yeah, it's the other Bosa. They're yeah. the other one, Cisco. Um, All but, the Bosa's. Yeah, but uh, I think we can handle them. And yeah, I mean, Baltimore is, is dangerous, but I think the fact that they had to go a four-quarter game against a horrific kind of—well, I don't say horrific—a Detroit team that is certainly not—is going to be fighting to even be in the playoff hunt— um, you know it does not speak great for their performance obviously yeah they beat the the Chiefs but uh, clearly they were getting really up for that game so I, I like our chances in that game as well um, I, it's it's still early there's a lot of season left to be played but yeah obviously I'm pleased with how the conference race is, is, is shaping up
0: we have one comment from a listener um, by the way also uh, Justin Tucker
1: we should note that 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 was freaking insane that was all. That
0: was that was a really cool kick. I was I mean, that was that was as thrilling as a kick can get. Really, it, it yeah, was um, exciting. Yeah. since 1970, was, was
1: actually, the record for longest field goal has been sent set three different times by Tom Dempsey, by Matt Prater and now by Justin Tucker. Two of those have been as time expires to beat the Lions. I just want to point out <laughs> that I'm glad we're not a Lions podcast.
0: I know that that's a hard podcast these days. Um, maybe next war, or maybe next, you know, uh, if I had a Lions podcast, it would be called No Pride. I think, that would, <laughs> I think that's what it would be called.
1: Motor uh, City Meltdowns.
0: Maybe yes. next decade. Maybe <laughs> next.
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe alternate dimension.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, we have a, a comment from Mark uh, on Twitter, MNY Bills, if you want to do it. I'm going to read the comment because it relates to something I'd like to say. and. That's how I roll. Uh, Mark says this is more of a comment than a question this week, but I think the run game did a good job this week. But man, isn't it nice when they're covering up digs? Josh has Sanders. This could be a great duel. Also, I think 40 attempts for Josh is the sweet spot. I'd say I mostly agree with that comment, Mark, and I'm going to get the other guys' opinions too. But I had was beating my own chest on. On Sunday, when I was talking about the the issue in week one, wasn't Allen throwing 50 times. It was that something was wrong in 20 of the first 40 completions. He wasn't getting completions. If you look at the balance in the first three quarters of the game, it was almost two to one. Um, It evens out a lot in the fourth quarter by the time you count kneel downs and you're running the ball. It wasn't quite two to one. But yes, I agree. 35 to 40 times a game. That's probably where they want to end up with Josh Allen throwing. And he's going to get 10-ish, 9 to 10 yards of play, 350 yards, you know, and some touchdowns. I think that's kind of what you want from Josh Allen. Um, they are clearly thus far much better in this 11 personnel. It, they did it again this week where they showed the difference between the team and 11 personnel on the team when they kind of go empty set or whatever. And, and you know, they, they succeed better when, when there's a threat of a running back. And that some of that is is, um, you know, Zach Moss and, and to some extent, Devin Singletary, certainly in that Miami game uh, need to be credible threats, um, you know, and so and they are. And, and and so that's kind of a good that's kind of a good indication. Um, you know, I, you guys let me know. Uh, Scott, why don't you why don't you tell me what you, what you think? Uh, and then we'll go to Paul if he has any thoughts on it. But um, how did you feel about the balance of run to 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 pass and any thoughts on Moss and or sorry Moss. Diggs and Sanders.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, as, as I said before, I think I'm I'm happy with the balance. I like still having it in there. Um and I think, yeah, I think Diggs and Stan I mean I think I think obviously it's it's the complete package of the receivers, right? It's Diggs and Sanders, but then Beasley working over the middle. Knox uh having the ability to kind of be a blocker and be kind of that X factor. Um and then obviously Gabe Davis kind of coming off the bench, you know, coming out of the bullpen, when you need to get that four wide receiver thing, you know, he's a big matchup problem when he's on the field against presumably a guy who's going to be the number three or number four corner on the other side. So I like all of our receiving options as a package together. Um, you know, I'd, I'd put them against pretty much anybody. Obviously Tennessee with Julio Jones and AJ Brown is, is that's, that's pretty, pretty lethal. Obviously Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey, we had a lot of problems with last year. But well, don't uh, forget they're I gonna think,
0: add they're gonna add Josh Gordon, of course, the infamous you know great addition of Josh.
2: we'll see uh, <laughs> until but, <yeah.
0: laughs> until somebody checks his bag or something you know, oh,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> um, to go home again, sorry,
2: yeah, no, uh so yeah, no, obviously i'm I'm pleased I think they're all good, so
1: yeah i I it's funny Scott brought up the receiving cores for Tennessee and Kansas City, and I thought, well, soon enough, guys, back-to-back weeks, pretty pretty soon in prime time, so we'll get the the fun of dealing our our defense, which has been great so far, dealing with uh, some challenges. The yeah, I think I think the, you know the game plan is going to dictate whether we see that sweet spot of 40, whether we're going to see more run or less run. I think yeah, on, on your average week, I think 40 is is a good number. You know, you, you do want to run it as, I'd say, about at least as much as they've been running. They ran it on Sunday. The Philadelphia Eagles notoriously uh, last night ran the ball three times. Yes, that is already notorious because uh, they ran three times running backs. In the history of pro football reference, the giant database that compiles game info, there has never been a game where running backs have only gotten the ball three times. So you've got to you've got to run a little bit. I I'm not big into the whole keep them honest thing. I am big into the whole they are going to be in situations where a run is not expected and it is going to make a difference or the matchups on the field indicate in the situation that this is a good time to run. So yeah, I think in a typical week 40 is going to be good. It will vary by game plan. And yeah, on the receiver's boy Josh does like his he always likes his new toys. He targeted uh beasley and brown a ton year one he targeted digs more than anyone was targeting the nfl last year and he's really targeted uh sanders quite extensively so far this season whereas uh john brown who scott mentioned earlier still a free agent so hey the bills could bring him back if they want they have jake kumarow as their last receiver on the active roster on game days now but i think they're content with this core and i'm i'm excited to see what they can do this week before they start to have some some stiffer competition in the coming weeks.
0: Let's briefly touch on the fact that we're recording on a Tuesday, so we don't know the official injury list. We know that Jordan Poyer is day to day, but I don't remember any big injuries. Any yeah, big, the
1: Poyer the one was the only one that uh, McDermott talked yeah. about in his press conference yesterday. So unless something pops up at practice, which which happens occasionally, there was one last week. It might have been Gabe Davis. Uh, right. So sometimes, you know, these things happen. But as of as of Tuesday, as of recording, just just players day to day is all that's been reported. Yeah, I
0: I wholly wouldn't be surprised if like Starla Tulele is limited again or something like. But yep. I, Jerry Hughes like, is going to have a vet rest day this week. That's been the case for three exactly. seasons. So no reason that's right. Change. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he sort of so I would, you know, it might look like something, but unless something happens, I, I would expect that. Everybody is going to play, which is nice, Um, which does bring us to this day in Bill's headlines. And then we have to get to a Houston uh, preview where we have a very we have a very interesting (laughs) deadline to get to. But I want to get to the headlines first. Also, bring us the most anticipated best segment in all Bill's podcasting, please.
1: All right. This is this day in Bill's headlines for September 28th which again, I researched and still could not use old ones because we have never podcasted on this date, or at least not in the last five years (laughs) since we've been doing this segment. So got a good mix of easy and hard. So we'll start off with a little warm-up question. Going back to 2018, Bills Bar offering blank wings, that's the name of this specific type of wing, offering blank wings, challenging customers not to quit halfway through.
0: Oh, Vontae Davis wings. Vontae
1: Davis wings, so... Head on down to Anchor Bar and get yourself some Vontae Davis wings. Ah. If it's also get yourself a time machine because I'm sure they don't offer those anymore. All right, 2016. This guy's been on here before. You've not gotten him in the past. Can you get him this time? Buffalo Bills release kickoff specialist blank at oh. two to practice squad.
0: Jordan Gay. Jordan Gay. Frank ah. has learned.
1: Yes, yeah. man. I, I had all my hints ready, totally not necessary. So good <laughs> job. All right, 2012, blank, excels in nickel roll. It's funny how things work out, I guess, but the coaches have done a great job coaching me up and teaching me technique, said blank, has collected a turnover in each of the first three games, two interceptions and a fumble recovery. There's some, still some things that I do instinctively as a safety that I'm trying to break those habits, but the more I get comfortable, the faster I see that I'm playing and making reads. What year so was this again? 2012. We didn't have, all the recent headlines were too easy. Oh, wow,
2: that's okay. Yeah. yeah, so converted safety?
1: Yep, converted safety, and I will give the additional hint that I think is going to help you guys a lot. Since 2007, with the Bills, he'd alternated between safety and linebacker previously.
2: Brian Scott. Mm.
1: Brian Scott says Scott, and that would be correct. So I figured I figured the linebacker hint might help. Yeah, good one, Scott. All right, uh, Frank mentioned this nickname earlier. Let's see if he can get it. 2010, right. Bills release QB blank.
2: Davis Webb. <laughs> Trent, Edwards. Trent Edwards.
1: Trent Edwards, Captain, Captain Edwards. Checkdown is. Captain Frank Checkdown. Said there you go. A competition with Fitzpatrick who took Shane Gailey and friends five months to pick Edwards as their starter. Three weeks later, they decide he's not even good enough to be on the team. Oh, boy. All right. Fun little guessing game, guys. You have to guess within five. Orchard Park police make blank arrests at Bill's games. At Bill's game.
0: What day is this? This is
1: 2009. So we're in the this is the T.O. season. Uh, Fitzpatrick.
0: Who are we playing
2: this week? Let's see, this
1: would have been 2,000 uh, spills, 2009. Well, it's, it's plus or right.
0: minus five, Scott, so it's got to be kind of a, it's not going to be three plus or minus five, or even, you know. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be
2: no, kind of a it's definitely, number. I mean, it's, I mean, to me, we're talking, this is somewhere between 50 and 150, right? Yeah, and this right. is
1: This is coming off a loss to the Saints, 27 to 7, where Dick Duran famously punted down 20 to 7 in the fourth with eight minutes left near midfield.
0: Yeah. yeah. God.
1: So this uh, was a game where there might be arrests. None of the arrests were tragic, by the way. They ranged from disorderly conduct, conduct to harassment to resisting arrest. All
0: right. I'll I'll split the baby, and I'll no, I will split the baby. But I'll, I'll I'll say sixty-five.
2: I'll say in the lower end, sixty-five. All right. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go a little higher. I'll go eighty-two.
1: They. This was a very well-behaved crowd, guys. Thirty-one. <laughs> only thirty-one. Huh. At the game 65 is about a norm that was happening up until they beefed up security which i think was a little before this i don't know the exact year okay good job by the orchard park police on this all right 2006 we got two two for the price of one in the year 2006 number one bills blank named nfl rookie of the month the Bills were widely criticized for selecting the former Ohio State star as the number eight overall pick in last April's draft, but he has paid early dividends.
0: 2,000 what?
1: 1,006.
0: 2006. No, they didn't take Ashton Yabuti that, that high. I know he played for Ohio State, though. Yeah. Um,
2: Boy, eight, this is fascinating, because oh. I probably would have seen him play the Badgers in school.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, you both know this guy very well. I can give some hints, but I want to give you a chance to guess it uh, off the cuff. Not any other running backs,
0: right? 6,
2: 06 uh first-round pick. Boy, because 0-5, Lee Evans would have been 0-5. Yeah, it was Lee, it was, well,
1: Lee and Lossman were oh four. 4
0: because they had oh,
2: two first-round right. picks, yes, and then yes, they
1: traded. Because they traded up, they traded their 2005 first-round
0: picks, So they. Didn't I mean, Wilson Gayhey. was Miami. Three. Right. He was a little
1: earlier because he replaced Travis Henry. A
2: three or two. And then oh, after those guys, boy, this is this is weird. You know what, All right, I'll, I'll give you the hit yeah, number like
1: one, which is the rest of the su- the the article notes in three games, including two starts. He is seventh on the team in tackles with 17. Is tied for the team lead in interceptions with one.
2: Dante Whitner.
1: Dante Whitner. There
0: you go. Oh, I didn't know you went to Ohio State. Yeah. I I didn't know that. Okay. All
1: right. The other 2006 headline. (laughs) Blank pumped up to play Bills. I had a problem with the old coaching staff, but they're all gone. Blank said they didn't know what was going on. Uh, they didn't know what was going on there. Uh, it said, Greg Williams, Wade Phillips, and Lever were the coaches. Blank said he liked, but he called Malarkey a joke and was not a fan of Tom Donahoe's direction.
0: Wow. Strong. Bills were trying
1: to re-sign him in 2004, but he uh, decided to play the year out and enter free agency.
0: Mike Mal- I, it's funny to think that Mike Malarkey was already gone by 2006. Yep. Nope. In, in my mind, like, it feels like he should... Like, that's about how far back he goes. But, yeah, he gosh. quit in, at the end of 05, he quit. Yeah, I, okay, good. So I'm not like that far. Um, I, I'll give a
1: hint here. This headline was before a Bills-Vikings game.
2: Uh, uh, Pat pardon. Williams?
1: Pat Williams. I knew that would, would get you over the top. Three straight Pro Bowls he made for the Vikings after spending the first eight seasons of his career with the Bills. All right, I think we have a good one to end on here. It's 2002, okay. so we're going back... 19 years, and it's it's one of those, I think, is that good balance of, you know, not too hard or not too easy, which means you'll either get it immediately or you'll never get this at all. All right. 2002, Bills will try to derail Chicago's
0: blank. team. <laughs> wow.
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I love so sides the train word. metaphor clearly yes, somewhere. Yes. There's gonna be hints but you
1: can't get it from the train metaphor. Oh
2: uh, was, uh, was
0: it Anthony Davis, A train? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um give me the last name again there, Frank.
2: Anthony Thomas.
1: Anthony Thomas, you tag teamed and you got this there one. We go. This At was we off. The only ones you struggled with were Dante Whitner and the number of arrests. Otherwise, you guys just blasted through this edition of of this day in Bill's headlines. I feel like I need to stall because we're only in the forty seven minute range of the pod, but I guess I'll just shut up.
0: because yeah, because you know Scott will want to go to bed. Uh, but you know, <laughs> to be fair, Dante Whitner, nobody on this on this podcast likes. He he's just like kind of a, like a dick uh, from 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 what I remember. And then That's why, you why we know, call
1: him Dante Dickner? Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and the other one was a pure guessing game. Okay, um, the Bills opened as 17-point favorites uh, uh, on the Houston. Do you want to repeat that for those who are hard of hearing? 17-point 17. 17 favorites. I don't remember the full stats. Somebody on the radio was talking about it, but like it, it's been since the early 90s, I think, since they were 17-point favorites. And they have um, actually lost one game when they were fi- favored by 17 or more. In the history of the like since the 70s or something, this is a great time to get hiccups, guys. That line has moved down to 16 and a half, most likely because way too many people aren't betting, right? Like that, I would think that they want they want more people to bet Buffalo. Um, that's why you would move the the line down. But I mean, that's a that's a th- a three score line, and that is just it's just remarkable. Scott, can you give us your thoughts on a three three score line?
2: I mean in some ways again like the point is to get get some action I could almost see it as a bit of a uh, as a bit of a of a uh, an advertisement to to bet like yes. it may not it may or may not actually be a 17 point line but if you set a line that big you know what you're doing is you're basically saying hey come get some free money and then well, as long <laughs> yeah, as you're down. here you know, yeah. this, is, this is the lost leader. Like, as long as you're here, why don't you come take a look at some of this other action that we have? It's, there's some in a
0: parlay. Right.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, I could see that being part of the, um... Part of the, part of the thing. I do think there's a good chance that this game would have gotten out of hand without a, uh... Without, without this line. But now that this line is here, I, I feel like Houston's gonna have a lot of motivation to, to, to to play hard the bills are going to have a little bit of a of a of a you know a back you know i i think they'll be i i don't know i mean yeah they could still they could still easily beat them by 17 i i'm not sure i would pick them to cover in this situation though
0: well it is time to pick the bills i mean so what do you think they what is what does houston do well do do they do anything well um and <laughs> what do you think buffalo will do with them and then tell us if you think they will win
2: yeah, no, I think the Bills are going to win. I don't think Houston's capable of doing a lot of good things. They are, yeah, obviously, like, they were rebuilding anyway, and now Taylor's hurt, and so you don't really know how much they have to play for. I think the line could give them something. Guess the David Mills experiment is uh, probably going to be short-lived. They have, some, they have some somewhat decent offensive linemen in Mark Ingram, so maybe they try and run the ball and keep the game close. Um, you know, but yeah, obviously there's not a lot of talent on this team. I guess Andre Roberts maybe gets a special teams touchdown, very motivated and say, um, you know, I would say your best case scenario for the Texans is you kind of run the ball. The bills play a little sloppy. You get a special teams touchdown to get to like 17 points. And, you know, the bills only score 31 Um, because, and you, you know, maybe one of those Houston scores is late and that kind of gets you your backdoor cover and you're looking at like a 31, 17 bills win. I think that's the best case scenario for Houston. Obviously there's a decent chance that they just get their doors blown off and it's 52 nothing. I don't, I just don't think that in the NFL, you really see that kind of whooping because at some point the bills just, you know, pull their players and Houston starts is still trying and, and, and things, you know, get a little closer. So But yeah, if you if you put money on the bills to cover here, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're throwing the money away certainly. Yeah, Paul, go for it.
0: Yeah, I'm Um, I'm looking at all the the players on the on the Texans to see if they do anything and. I don't see very many, but go ahead, continue. You right, give a well, shot. Sure
1: I'm, I'm gonna have to change my score prediction, which was thirty-one to seventeen. Uh is I will change it to thirty-two to seventeen. I, I, I will be that much more confident in the bills. And I, I was closest last week. I had the bills thirty-one to ten and they won by twenty-two instead of twenty-one. So bragging out of the way, yeah. This is we have covered many games on this podcast. We've, you know, talked about many games since we we met sixteen plus. Years ago, included which was a game against the Texans uh, that, that the Bills did win. Jason Peters caught a touchdown. It was it was glorious. I have never been more confident in them to win a game than this this week. Uh, I just I foresee so few circumstances where the Texans could possibly win this game, and I know this sounds like oh wow I'm enormously jinxing it, but I don't even know how badly I can jinx this. Uh, you know, under yeah. Robinson
0: you're going to try, though, listen, I to you.
1: I'm trying. If, if jinx exists, we're going to know it after this week. <laughs> um, David Cully their head coach. Josh Allen's former quarterback coach with the Bills. So he might have a little bit of motivation. He hasn't been a quarterback coach in a few years, though. So, you know, I don't think his insight's helpful there. Just look at the town on both sides of the ball. Unless uh, the Houston Texans go fully heel and start Deshaun Watson in this game. Uh, I, yeah. I don't foresee a set of circumstances, so yeah, I'm going to go with 32 to 17 bills. But like Scott, I'm also too much of a coward to pick the bills to cover.
0: You know, it's weird because we're we're too scared to pick 17 points, but they I mean, they've won their last two games literally by 35 points and 22 points. <laughs> so it you know it's it's not like it's outside of the realm here. I, I think what as I'm looking at things, I obviously watch no film on the Texans, so I, I'm prepared to be wrong. But you know. Uh, it is Davis spooky Williams. season, so you should it watch is.
1: film on the Texans if you want to be to, to terrify yourself.
0: It looks like Davis Mills has thrown two total touchdowns and one interception, right? He, um, nothing great, 19 for 28, 168 yards against Carolina, a little bit better against um, the Browns. Mark Ingram hasn't done very much the last two games, right? It looks like Brandon Cooks is on the team. I saw Danny Amendola's name. I don't see J.J. Watt's name. Andre Roberts is obviously a name that we know, Um, but yeah, I think they're kind of a listless team. They're kind of like just a a, a talent poor team, okay? They're they're in all sorts of turmoil with this, with you know Deshaun Watson basically nuked the team by by kind of, well, not by not choosing to play, but like I mean, like he's just sort of like he's got millions of problems well beyond his decisions to play or not, we don't have to go there, but he's not playing essentially the talent, his talent isn't there. So that's all gone. And, 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 and I think the bills will want to kind of just like, I think there'll be some instinct to keep it rolling. I don't think anybody's going to want to want to stop it. I think Josh is going to be ready to put some more numbers up against the Texans. I think that there's probably a little bit of that playoff game stuck in their craw, even though they're not nearly the same team. And uh, they had a lot of fun, beating the snot out of Washington at home, I, I think that keeps up. I'll pick the Bills to cover. I think I think I could go 38 to 12 or something like that. You know, it's just I don't really know where all the points are going to come from for um, from Houston. I think that's the first thing. And then, I don't know, any team that gives up 304 passing yards to Sam Darnold, I feel like Josh Allen should be able to do better than that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Bills. The bill is big and covering for any of you who are, you know, going to take us for betting advice. That's your own problem, not ours. Um, and you can let us know what you think. MNY Bills on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find us. You can search Buffalo Bills maybe next year. We're on all your basic pla- podcasting platforms. Sure. And, and Greg has
1: given us permission to get off of Facebook if we want to. And I think Greg's the only one who ever likes our Facebook posts.
0: Uh, I saw two likes on oh, Facebook okay. this week. And I, I, so I think that this is it. I think this is the I don't know if I'm going to nuke it this week, but. Um, that's happening soon. So, uh, are, we, the- are we
2: retiring it, or are we leaving it as a tombstone, or are we going to literally like disestablish it? Yeah, that's
0: a good question. Maybe we should talk about that. Maybe we should put that up to a listener poll or something.
2: Uh, a Facebook I, poll. What should we do with our Facebook? Page? What should we do
0: with this terrible? <laughs> um, I don't mind leaving it there. or Maybe with a link that just says, "Hey." Go to our Twitter. Um,
2: the podcast it, is still going on. Just if you, we just were not updating. Just
0: like, right. Yeah, have, this it linked, like, have it linked to our
1: OnlyFans page.
0: Yes, <laughs> right. Or wow. Okay. Um, yes, uh, we'll do something with it. In any event, I hope we're talking about another Bill's victory next week, guys. Because this is this was a lot of fun. And I was very happy and I like that. And I'd like to continue to feel happy. So until then, thank you so much for listening. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everybody.